0: Greetings, Boils and Ghouls. You're listening to Crypt Creepers, the podcast where we vivisect and give the occasional chin implant to the greatest horror anthology of our generation, Tales from the Crypt. I'm Thomas Johnston, and joining me today, beaming out live from the frigid plains of Cheese County, USA, the outrageous mechanism's pod mistress, best in the Midwest, the fresh princess of darkness herself, my tiny baby sister, the one and only Mary Johnston.
1: It's not quite as cold as it used to be.
0: Alright, alright, calm down, calm down. Let's not get crazy.
1: <laughs> it is no longer it is actually in fact now warmer here than it is in Antarctica, which was not true a week ago.
0: Sounds very made up. Did you see any do you see any penguins? Penguins lining cubes. Brewers tickets?
1: No, but I did I did hum a little ditty to myself while I was shoveling my front walk and it went like this. Dear spiders, are you all dead? They wonder about that <laughs> in the wintertime.
0: <laughs> I Where think some more lyrics.
1: <laughs> Where do the spiders go?
0: Um, I think they all die. They all engage in an orgy of se- sexual cannibalism, and uh, then the survivors die.
1: I didn't say Amanda Plummer's Are You All Dead? I said spiders.
0: Yeah, right, but sp- r- recall. R- true. Cre- true creepies will remember that we discussed sexual cannibalism in the episode with amanda Plummer, and that it is mostly done by spiders and also praying mantises
1: <laughs> let's stop talking about spiders
0: this one time there was this really big spider like the size of a croissant
1: where did that happen are you about to tell oh. me are you about to tell me a story about australia oh god what <laughs>
0: this time, I went out by the dumpsters and there was this really big bee.
1: Every time people go to Australia, they come back and they have a story where it's like, and then there was just an enormous bug. And you're like, wow, that sounds like a real great thing to fly 20 hours to see.
0: I mean, to be fair, they can only talk about kangaroo surfing and racism for so long. So they, they, they it's true. actually have to.
1: It's true. and And how much they didn't enjoy Vegemite.
0: Right. Never had Vegemite. Look, Mary, we've had enough of your nonsense. I'm here to drag you back on track because I am the older sibling and mom left me in charge of this podcast. So let's talk about the episode. Today, our episode is (laughs) is (laughs) is about being rich and having plastic surgery. And you know how you can tell that the guy is rich? He's got A butler. A butler. A butler.
1: Yes. What is his butler's name?
0: His butler's name is Fulton.
1: Fulton. Fulton Sheen.
0: I love it. This this episode is a little bit confusing. We can get to it later. But the guy's name is Carlton, and his butler's name is Fulton. And Carlton and Fulton are both butler names, I would submit. Or, you know, early 90s shows that you would watch when you were a kid. Butler names where butlers sort of have an ambiguous, like, is it his first name? Is it his last name? Is it his only name?
1: It's one of those names where... Yeah, they're too similar and there's not really like you can't like easily describe it. You can't be like, they're too similar because they rhyme. They don't. But right. you know that if you had like lived in a house with one guy named uh, Fulton and one new man named Carlton, you would call them by each other's names constantly.
0: It's time for us to sing a little song, recap a little episode and talk about some personnel. So, this episode is called Switch. The Switch. The Not to Switch. Used with the massively selling Nintendo game system. It's called the Switch.
1: Or um, what old timey people used to call. Not a full wig, but a hairpiece.
0: Right. Also like what your parents would hit you with if you were both Southern and of the past. Make you on get a switch.
1: Not like if you were like, I'm old. I want a young body. Give me your young body. You can have my old body. Oh, wait. It's exactly like that.
0: Yeah, it's exactly like that. And almost as boring as that. But no.
1: <laughs> Carlton Jeez.
0: Webster. Hot takes. Shots fired. Carlton Webster is in love. Smitten with Linda, a beautiful and much younger woman. This wealthy octogenarian wants her to love him for his true self, not his millions. But when she rejects him for being too old, he embarks on a radical and mad science-powered course of escalating cosmetic surgeries, which drain his bank account almost as effectively as they strip away the years. Will Linda love Carlton for who he truly is? Or was? Or will be?
1: so this is a this is an interesting one this is the this is a tales from, oh man this is a tales from the crypt that i think has probably the most famous person we've seen yet
0: don not
1: don us because it is directed by arnold schwarzenegger i, I know I've what you're thinking guy. i know what you're thinking Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger, noted director, but actually he only directed two things, and this is one of them. (laughs) And not only did he – this is only one of them. It's his directorial debut. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is hot off the set of Twins. So he's kind of – he's dipping his toes into – he's not yet the kindergarten cop. He's dipping his toes into broad comedy, screwball Mm -hmm. comedies. Sure, sure. Um, And he's about to do Total Recall. Right. So he's Term-
0: See, Terminator he's kinda, Two is coming up, right? Terminator Two is coming out. He's already
1: been uh, in the Termin- original or Terminator. 90. Yep. Yeah. But like, so he's kind of at the height of his power, where he's sort of bouncing back and forth between sort of like soft, weird, romantic movies for like moms. I don't know, and uh, and action <laughs> moms, moms flicks. who happen to
0: be big Don- Danny DeVito fans.
1: <laughs> who wasn't, and uh, and action f- action flicks for the dads. Yeah. But, you know, Schwarzenegger is a Renaissance man in man in so many ways. He's an award-winning Austrian bodybuilder. He is a mega movie star. He got into politics and was the, a governor. Um, will he also prove to be a master of horror? Well, so we shall see. Spoiler alert. No. No. <laughs> no, he's
0: no. not.
1: Yeah, but, his two directorial uh, credits may... No, uh, I,
0: I assumed it was one of those things where it was like, he did it and he was like... Pfft. Nailed it! Never have to do this again.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think he, I don't think he quite felt like he nailed it because he had to go back and uh, direct a, <laughs> a Hallmark Channel uh, original Christmas in Connecticut.
0: Yeah, it was probably like a, he's doing like a favor for somebody, or there was like a sick kid who's dying. Wish it was for him to direct this episode, that that an episode of that made for TV movie or something. So Arnold Schwarzenegger does have like weird focus and drive. I did a little bit of reading about him. He apparently, um, in his in his twenties and thirties, would write down yearly or just goals, but like yearly goals on a card, like earn a million dollars or buy a new car, and would like fulfill those goals. And by the time he was thirty, before he was a movie star, he was a multimillionaire, (laughs) Um, mostly through like mail or um, like uh, bodybuilding stuff and mail order businesses and and things like that.
1: That's not mostly that. It's mostly because he was, he was a practitioner of the secret.
0: Yeah, no, but it it, it just, but, you know, just to say that, that it's, it's, it's amazing to me that he was sort of wildly successful before he even was on the public radar and sort of has that kind of strange uh, psychopath focus. (laughs)
1: It does kind of make sense. Doesn't it sort of feel like he's always been doing... Apart from, like, Hercules in New York and, like, his really early stuff, he doesn't seem too sweaty. Like, he doesn't have... He doesn't have sort of... That's not, like, part of his narrative, I don't think. You know, like, um, I was listening to... I was listening to The Unspooled about Rocky, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about Sylvester Stallone, and that's definitely part of his deal. So much so that he kind of amps up, like his hard knocks to why he's like, yeah, nobody believed me except myself and all the people who have given me millions of dollars, yo, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. sort of his deal. But Arnold Schwarzenegger has kind of always seemed like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm superhuman. I don't really need your help. I'm doing you a favor by being in this movie.
0: I think it's kind of like the same way that certainly much less successful, but like, you know, like Dolph Lundgren is apparently a, is he a chemical engineer or something? Like he also, is, is apparently, like, a genius in addition to being a bodybuilder and a kind of in, uh, action star of indifferent quality. But they both have that sort of icy, focused European sort of, feel where you know, you've never seen... Or Arnold has never looked nervous and it wasn't, like, a joke.
1: That's true. Yeah. Unless he's suddenly pregnant in Junior.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we should do that for the pun. That movie is wild. Um, All
1: right. All right. He's not so, the so. only—he's not the only notable uh, personality in this, though. However, mm-hmm. um, we also have uh, William Hickey as Carlton, so the main—the main, the main star—and you will know him from um, his portrayal of Uncle Lewis in Christmas Vacation, aka the Aww. guy who says the blessing and is yeah, really yeah, rude yeah. and is really rude to that old lady. Sure. and then. I did not know this until I did this research, but I, he's his voice has always sort of like haunted me a little bit. Mm-hmm. He is Sally's creator slash the mad scientist in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh
0: no way! Yeah 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 right yeah yeah.
1: Can't okay, yeah, you just can yeah tell can, I
0: don't do any research? Yeah,
1: <laughs> he totally is, and I think and so when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, I can totally hear him, I can totally hear him saying lines from that movie, mm-hmm. and I think that he's actually an amazing choice for this role because he has such a recognizable voice that Mm -hmm. it can do a lot of the heavy lifting um of a story where you're gonna have a body swap Mm -hmm. as a central plot point so like you can keep track i think they probably were a little worried they're like will they know that this man is the old man yes they will because william hickey has a terrible weird voice there you
0: go (laughs) will the audience be confused
1: the audience know then we also have kelly preston as linda mm-hmm. the sweet young thang he's into um, and she's basically in this because if you recall she is, was uh arnold schwarzenegger's romantic lead in twins she's Aww. one of the sisters that mm-hmm. uh, the twins are interested in mm-hmm. um and she is famous in her own right for things like jerry mcguire but uh most recently she is married to john travolta and um, you would you be surprised to know that their only credit together is for the science fiction film Turkey Battlefield Earth?
0: Oh, lots of Dutch angles in that.
1: Well, I mean, there's there's lots of uh, there's lots of Dutchy stuff in general in that. <laughs>
0: um, it's great. Before you could even write your name,
1: <laughs> but she's quote, the um, she's the the weird, I guess. Love interest of John Travolta's character, who has the weird tongue for no reason. Anyway. Sounds great. Yep. Um, and then finally, we have Ilan Ambercrombie um, as Fulton. He's the butler. And this man has basically been playing butlers his entire life. He was Alfred Pennyworth. Most famous butler he was. Um, on a BBC uh, Batman movie called, a Batman TV show called Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also, um, a butler in Desperate Housewives and a butler in Inland Empire and a butler in a bunch of other stuff, but he's most famous for being, um, Justin Pitt, Elaine's boss in Seinfeld. I'm not a Seinfeld person, but there you go.
0: Was he so a butler? Which Did she work at a butler run? <laughs> butler <she>? Americans are running? <laughs> this is a butler firm.
1: She worked at Ask Jeeves.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh bill Gaines uh gets a writing credit on this and that's because this is the first uh and he was the a publisher and editor for the original tales from the crypts comics and this is the first um episode of tales from the crypt which is getting pulled directly from those comics as opposed yeah. to other ec titles
0: not the haunt of fear or yeah Vault no no, no. Of straight
1: yeah. up tales from the crypt
0: Actual tales from the crown. Uh,
1: indeed, so this was one of the last ones in their run, mm-hmm. and it appeared on in an issue, an issue uh, forty-five, <laughs> along with a story about a shipwreck survivor, um, kind of duking it out with a single rat on his on an island. Um, a man, <laughs> a man, like the,
0: gr- the gritty meat hook version of Tom and Jerry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just the last <laughs> two pages of uh, 1984 yeah. um and then the other one is a man about a man who's on a penal colony hello and <laughs> trying to escape by um placing himself in an executed man's coffin and apparently there's some sort of twist of fate where that something bad is going to happen to that coffin i hope shot out of a cannon <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Even though it's the 19th century, we're going to put this coffin into space.
1: And then um, a a homestead drama about a businessman who keeps having a recurring nightmare about his wife being murdered while he's away from the house. That sounds terrible. And then finally this ju- this jaunty number, bringing up the rear.
0: So you right off the bat in this episode you can tell that it's directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger because he shows up in the intro bumper. Uh the crypt keeper is lifting weights with a with a like a sp- a human spine with skulls on the end of it, and Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up to like berate him about not doing enough reps, and then be like, "I will introduce this episode," and he's like smiling and, and, and uh, mugging right down the barrel of the camera the whole time.
1: He seems pleased as punch to be there. But do you know this finally answered a question that we have asked numerous times in this podcast? How big is the crypt keeper? Oh, yeah, and the answer he- is. Roughly human size.
0: Yeah. And he says, he also says the Crypt Keeper weighs 90 pounds.
1: So I think he's like skinny and emaciated, but his head is basically the same size as Arnold's head. Yeah. Which actually makes the Crypt Keeper's features very big.
0: Yes. uh, Arnold also drops an excellent, it's not not even really a pun. Here, let's just go. An old man who finds a new wrinkle in the fountain of youth.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not, I agree. It was like not a pun, but it did seem clever. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like sort of like half clever wordplay.
1: Yeah, it, it, it like I was like, ooh, that's cool sounding, but I, I like can't really explain why.
0: I also like that Arnold is wearing just like a Tales from the Crypt like logo t shirt.
1: Yeah, it did really look like something that you could get like made on you from like at the Santa Monica Pier.
0: No, no, but I think it really looks like probably like what like the lighting grips wear <laughs> work on the show or something.
1: Yeah, or like if you take a studio tour and you pass it, there's some like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> there's some yeah. PA who comes out and is like, "Thank you for visiting the Tales from the Crypt uh, set today. Make sure to watch it." Uh, it's
0: exactly like that, and now they're like, "Would you like to buy this shirt?" Just like Arnold wore in C- episode. You may rip. Re- C- yeah. <laughs> Mega fans may recall
1: two. C- episode two, season two. Welcome to Blowies. Uh, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger's directorial blue, debut. <laughs> Yep, yep. It's just like when you go to a restaurant and they try to sell you a shirt. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen, like, who wears those shirts? Have you ever seen a person, like, wearing, like, a famous Dave's shirt?
0: No, I haven't. You occasionally see people sporting hard rock uh, t-shirts around sometimes, I guess.
1: Sure, but that's almost like a cocoa. I mean, that that's, like, so, that's a yeah, different it's like, kind of kind iconic. Of strangely
0: iconic, Yeah, yeah. You 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 know you know what you need to get it. Would have been nice to have gotten some uh, some of the Guy Fieri wear before like Tex Wasabi's and Johnny Garlic's clothes. Huh? How great would it be to be sporting some uh, of that gear?
1: I thought you were gonna say that we should have gotten a, we should have gotten a sweat a sweatshirt when we went to FUDs last summer.
0: Oh yeah, FUD Rockers. Go Wait. to the Rockers. Does 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 Fudd sell clothes? Official 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 fast casual dining option of the Crypt Creepers podcast. All I know
1: is that you. And Andrew were not on board with me buying a souvenir cup, so I had to steal one.
0: <laughs> and now we're outed. So if any Fuddruckers uh, executives are listening, if you want to just just erase the last fifteen minutes seconds of your memory, uh, if that you would be if super
1: any uh executives are listening and would like to support the pod, I'm very into it, and I would accept hot dog buns in in payment. Y'all make Puds. an excellent pot, uh, hot dog bun. Fuds.
0: So this episode, um, before we jump into our main points, just some general uh, impressions. This episode definitely uh, continues what we saw last season, which is the budget is definitely bigger. The sets are nicer. Uh, There are sets. There are numerous sets. It's not just a bunch of, like, smoke and lights.
1: Yeah, they're not just in, like, one big room that has a window with a blousy curtain on it and a smoke machine in a corner.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of great um, mad science propage in this movie or movie episode Oof.
1: Oof. there's and it's, not a and single. It's tales
0: from the crypt picture that we watched
1: there's not a single jail set
0: piece yeah which is crazy there are a lot of jail set pieces they must have been cheap but straight up I'm just gonna just gonna just gonna break the illusion here though also though no one dies in this episode so is it really a tales from the crypt episode mmm uh... No one dies. Nobody gets, like, terribly murdered. There all the are other mutila- episodes. All the, all the mutilation is consensual. <laughs>
1: is, are there other episodes where nobody dies?
0: Have we seen an episode where nobody dies yet?
1: I'm thinking about it.
0: Demon Knight. Oh, no, there's a lot of dying in Demon Knight.
1: Demon Knight's that <laughs> child has to witness his father getting killed. If nothing else. <laughs> hey, mister, you trying to steal my dad, my dead dad's car? <laughs> My soon-to-be-dead dad's car. My doomed father's car.
0: I'm trying to pick the lock of your dad's car door with this butterfly knife. Go away.
1: Hey, kid, you want a shiny three-piece penny?
0: (laughs) I'll give you a quarter, which when I was born was worth about 50 bucks.
1: If I had to guess, I would say this is not the first episode where nobody dies, but I... Not the only
0: episode where nobody dies?
1: Definitely it's not the only episode where nobody dies. Yeah. But yeah, th- this one, this is a smaller, potentially less low stakes episode.
0: Yes, yes. So let's jump right into this one. So uh, in this episode, this guy gets uh, goes to a awesome, vaguely Eastern Europe. Actually, he says where he's from. Is he supposed to be Bratislava or something? He goes to this, like, off-the-books black market plastic surgeon. Who, who
1: apparently is on some... some uh, on the books Plastic Surgeons Rolodex because he gets an official an official right. referral
0: right that costs money yeah referrals like this don't come cheap I, I was like wow I think that oh, guy oh wow I recognize that actor he's Bill S. Preston's dad from Bill and Ted's from the Bill and Ted's movies yep Um, but he uh, and um, we we are introduced to a, a statuesque and kind of stoic man who the doctor says he has bred specially for this purpose of donating body parts to be used in massive plastic surgery. And, um, the main character gets, you know, a head, uh, a face, a torso, and then an eventually leg transplant from this guy. And it's all very, um, it seems surprisingly ethical for being like black mat uh, like mad science surgery that's carried out in a literal dungeon. <laughs> With a fish uh,
1: tank full of floating faces.
0: Right. That's my th- yes, yes. But um,
1: those people <laughs> died. Hey. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. We're, we're like, what about those? But we find out that the sur- that the plastic surgeon only gets about ten percent, and then the body donor gets the rest. So the face is a million bucks. So the giving up your face will get you a cool nine hundred k or a hundred k if you're the surgeon.
1: I was impressed by that. By that. Uh, that share of profits.
0: I. I. Yes. And this, without stomping on it too much, uh, strikes at what I think is sort of an issue with this in that the episode is very civilized and nice to a way that is not normal for Tales for the Crypt. Um, You know, he says he's bred this man who appears to be 30 years old, which is weird because how old do you think that the mad scientist is? Like, he's like 50 or 60, right? So did he like... Yeah, but he's also sort of, was like, in ageless. Residency at, how, at, how, at how old is Mad Dr. Science Frankenstein?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was weird.
0: It's also weird that if that's the case, he's not, like, some sort of, like, lobotomized subhuman kind of thing. Uh,
1: yeah, they just kind of imply he's a little bit dumb. Right. But, and, but the doctor quickly says that his brain is totally normal.
0: Right. And, and in fact, it's so like you have a great brain. You have a fine, brain. Brain. Yeah, 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 fine yeah, brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think really what you're reacting to is the fact that everybody in this episode looks tremendously young compared to Carlton. (laughs) Carlton is like age personified, like old age personified. And it's mostly because his voice sounds like you're scraping a razor blade from a A, from a crypt. (laughs) Yeah. Across some sandpaper. Like, it's really (laughs) tough.
0: It's real tough. You have to wonder for the Crypt uh, Keeper auditions did did. Like before, John Cassier went in. Did did William Hickey like like take a crack at it?
1: Yeah, and it was exactly like when um, um when oh man when Tim Curry uh, auditioned for Doc <laughs> Doom for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and the <laughs> the directorial and creative team had to be like, it was simply too frightening. We could not allow <laughs> that to happen. Mm-hmm. It could not be. Um. Yeah. No. I mean. Uh, Carlton's voice is like you've taken a nail brush to some beef jerky. It's real tough. It's real tough. And and, uh, he also looks old and he's diminutive and shriveled and tiny and just like appears like like life like juices have been sucked out of him. So I think everyone just looks younger compared to him.
0: True. 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 So anyway, um, to kind of spoil the episode. Right. So eventually he he gives all of his money to this this beautiful statuesque man and sort of gets his body so he looks like he's 30 and he you know looks amazing and he goes to see his lady love who this whole time has been putting off because he's too old and you know first his face is young but then his arms are old she doesn't like that so he has to go get more surgery and he discovers that linda has married the body donor man whose name is hans i think yes um And uh, because he has revealed that he because all she ever wanted to do is marry someone who has money uh, and apparently has no problem with being married to someone who looks exactly like him. And in fact, has hired his butler who he had to fire earlier in the episode because he didn't have any money because he was using all his money on this plastic surgery, which is one of those which is like a great lesson to teach this guy, I guess, teach Carlton. Uh, except that it sort of involves, like, the entire world being loaded to be, like, a big cosmic joke at his expense.
1: I would argue, though, that that is at the core of a lot of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it is was, sort uh, of yes. like a little, e- a personal Aesop fable for right. for individuals to, that put them through. So I, I so I watched this movie, or I watched this movie. Yeah. I watched this episode three times, mm-hmm. and I s- feel very confident saying that the central tenet of this of this story is oh, that Carlton has overvalued youth. And it's mm-hmm. mostly because in the beginning you see Carlton telling Fulton that his favorite thing about Linda, what's absolutely the best part about her is that she's young and that her youngness her youth is going to breathe life back into his old house and they throw open the windows and he's celebrating youth and all these (laughs) sorts of things. he's like a little leprechaun old leprechaun man.
0: Can we, can we point out also that William Hickey like doesn't, while he is age personified, he himself kind of has a little bit of a youthful, like, elfin face. <laughs>
1: yeah, he looks like a little leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, yeah so which, is, which
0: is just kind of strange, though, because know, he's supposed to be impossibly old. But also, he himself is not a, like, in real life, is not, like, a super old-looking person.
1: <laughs> it is sort of weird. But I do think that he personifies age no, I well. You
0: no, know, you're 100% right. I'm just saying that it, there is some weird disconnect there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah so he sort of like has this he overvalues youth he loves linda because she is young but he doesn't want he tells the first thing he tells so fulton says oh you're gonna marry this young lady is it because and he's like of my money no i want her to just love me for me and not have any alternative motives not because yeah yep not because i look like a wizard looking charms dude um (laughs) He doesn't give her the opportunity to love him for anything superficial. He sets up this little test to make yeah. sure she's good enough for him, and wears like a little shabby suit when he goes to see her. Although he still has a driver and is showering her with right. flowers
0: and a Rolls, like <laughs>
1: yeah. So I mean, like there are there are definite holes, but I think we are to believe that Linda does not think he is wealthy, right? And that right. and that there's like this little old man who keeps coming courting at her door, and she's like, dude, you could be my grandfather.
0: It it does seem weird though because it does definitely seem like when she when he talks to her that she's like no we're just like we can like hang out and be like boyfriend girlfriend but I'm not gonna marry you you're old enough to be my dad which is kind of strange also you wonder in what context they met each other
1: yeah totally I, I get I get the sense that they were like in a Ralph's together and their eyes met over a rotisserie chicken you think but so? yeah maybe. but we all know that he would have sent Fulton um, I, can't and, if,
0: uh, I can't tell if I can't tell if. Um, Kelly Preston is doing a really good job, or not doing a very good job. If her character is supposed to be like a hollow, soulless shell of a woman, <laughs> with her line delivery, if that's if that was an acting choice, or or if she's just really really phoning it in here,
1: I will say I don't think that Linda is really a character. The yeah, whole no, point. No. The whole point. This is basically this is basically a one to two man show. And that does count um, Hans as, like, an extension of Carlton. Like,
0: because <laughs> you know, It's a one-to-two-man show if we assume that two men are actually one man. <laughs> it's a two-to-three-man no, 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 show. No,
1: The Mad Scientist is one of the characters. <laughs> Carlton is the other character. And then... But Hans, halfway through, starts acting in Carlton's body's place. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right.
1: So it really is <laughs> like a, like a two-and-a-half-men situation. <laughs> um. But she's not really a Wait, real character. Wait, which one char- is John
0: Cryer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, which one of these guys is gonna go crazy? <laughs> How much are these guys winning? Um, yeah. But I don't really think she's like given. She's not really given strong characterization. I do. I kind of disagree with you. I don't even really necessarily think they're dating. You mm-hmm. don't really see him like touch her initially. She does seem interested in him sexually once he becomes younger. Right, but it's right, like. Right. But even then, it's very chaste. Like yeah. she no, like pulled his hand.
0: Right. I mean like, she does accept she does accept like more flowers uh, that exist in the world sure. from him. And then when he proposes to her, she's like, "Oh, my, oh good. Oh, Carlton, you know, you're so I kind of
1: I kind of get the sense that she might think that this is like her sweet community service like yeah. project, especially since he's supposed to be like poor. He's like this poor old man who keeps bringing her tulips. <laughs> and she's like she's like, "I guess I guess I'll talk to this old coot. Why not?" Yeah. Sure, but I don't think that they, like, go on dates together.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it, it's, it's fine. It's a sort of a, you know, like a set, set device for this thing.
1: Yeah, and in fact, when he comes to her with a new face, she says, why are you doing this?
0: Yeah, and indeed, and indeed the new face, and, and the first time I watched it, I was like, why do they do this? And then you figure it out. Like, because they can't sub out the actor um, until yeah. he gets the upper body work done. Yep. They 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 put all this weird like like, prosthesis like a, on his face. It's so like, a paper like a big
1: papier-mâché head.
0: Yeah, it he looks like a melting member of the Rat Pack.
1: He, you know what he looks exactly like? He looks exactly like when they when in a Guar concert they bring out effigies of the current presidents. Oh yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That's
1: exactly what he looks like.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. sort
1: of like too. It's like a too big of a head. It's sort of like a like a the, caricature the nose brought is sort to of life.
0: Strangely square. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So but so right so I kind of felt like on rewatch cuz we, we were we, you were and I were kind of talking about this and we're like what exactly is the moral here like because yeah, yeah, there yeah. Is, there has to be one it is that is sure. that, this is what the show's kind of about Right And I, what I kind of feel like is that he has put an over he has he has decided that youth is the most important thing in the world and has cast everything aside for it even though nobody actually cares that he's old.
0: Right. Well, yeah, I mean, except except that she keeps telling him that she can't marry him because he's too old. Now, again, you know, uh, is she making excuses to spare his feelings or something? But on some level, he's just trying to do the thing that she wants.
1: Or is he trying... I'm not, I'm not saying trying... she's a bad
0: guy, but like, it, or that she's yeah. bad. Just that like, she it, it, I th- I feel like the story would work better if this was like all in his head. Like if, if we didn't see her keep being like, oh, but Carlton, oh. Your legs, oh, they're old and they look bad, too.
1: I feel like this is also a little bit more of, like, a secret wish fulfillment angle. Like, what he wants her because she is young. So when she tells him she doesn't want him, he automatically kind of yeah. assumes. And she tells him it's because he's old. But he's right. so much I, I older than her. Yeah, like right, So right. So he's like, oh, so all I have to do is become young again and she will love me entirely.
0: Um this also sort of a funny soft message right because okay so now Hans has his life and has his like weird old body and presumably most of his money um so now here he is stuck in a perfect uh, sort of a perfect Adonis 30 year old body with like muscles that work he can do like crazy upper body stuff he at one point gets mugged and like throws a punk across his car so you know oh no (laughs) now he's had all this elaborate plastic surgery and he's he, he, he looks great and feels amazing. <laughs> no!
1: <laughs> well, she kind of... And actually, the thing he says that he wants kind of does happen. He wants life to be breathed back in to him, right? Right, right. And that does happen. It's just not the way he expected it to be, which I right. think is the ultimate... Like, if... Like, Tales from the Crypt is, like, the least clever monkey paw.
0: Yeah, right. Like, right, that's yeah.
1: their whole brand. I just, feel um, like the,
0: the, I just think knowing that it's Tales from the Crypt, this episode keeps tricking you into thinking something really sinister is going to happen. Like at one point um, when he's talking to the uh, – uh, when uh, Fulton was talking to the, the mad scientist, they say something he, um, – he says something like, life is cheap, doctor, but youth is very precious. And you're like, oh, they're going to kill a dude, but they don't. Um, no,
1: I actually thought that was really funny, and I feel like if you don't know how this episode ended, which I already did when I watched it,
0: uh-huh.
1: I'm not sure you totally because at the end of all the surgeries, you don't ever you don't see Hans because that would ruin
0: right. the well, you reveal
1: that he's turning. You see him on like you see him on the yeah, slab no, the
0: very, yeah, after they do the after he has his face done. You see a great funny um, uh, special effect thing.
1: Oh yeah, over his he's shoulder. Being,
0: he's being driven away in the car, and you see a, the young, muscular shoulders, and then you see uh, full uh, uh, Carlton's head, kind of in profile. You see it's like the old face, and, which is again quite, quite decent of the mad scientist, since you know uh, he's willing to like not only perfectly reconstruct Hans's face onto Carlton's body, but he also will perfectly reconstruct uh, Carlton's uh, pieces onto Hans as well.
1: Yeah, you kind of were waiting for there to be some sort of like switcheroo where the doctor somehow like benefits the most, but I kind of like it. I mean, I, I kind of, the they way that the doctor talks about Hans is he's like, yeah, well, I mean, we'll save Hans for later as if he's like going back into some right. sort no, of no, tube. You,
0: you, no, yeah, you expect to see like Hans like 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 hostile style or something like chained up to a radiator with pieces missing later. But yeah. Or maybe case.
1: even maybe because even more sciencey, like maybe he's in that weird aquatic diaper thing that Luke wears in uh, oh, yeah. Empire that's, that's, Strikes
0: Back. So so those weird chopped off heads he has in the fish tank, are those like just for ambiance and decoration?
1: Um, I think it's to add uh, a question, like a, a little question in your mind when he says, what do you think faces don't grow on trees? You're like, well, you have a couple floating around in that tank. I'm just yeah. saying, based
0: on like what we've seen so far in Tales of the Crypt, doesn't it seem like it would be like more plausible for this episode to unfold a little bit differently, where they like find a drifter and kill him and take his pieces, and then uh, then the final reveal is not that, you know, Hans has sort of stolen Carlton's old life, which which he didn't really, which he didn't really want anyway, except for the girl. It's sort of weird. Um, instead, like it should be something where like the doctor shows up and is like, "Now I'm going to chain you up and chop these pieces back off you and sell them to some other (laughs) rube."
1: Yeah. yeah, Or like he like comes to. Yeah. You do expect there to be sort of like something like something like, like,
0: like, yeah, something like, like horrible and gross and horrifying to happen. But no, it's kind of like, um, when they go to the doctor's, uh, um, uh, plastic surgery clinic slash old haunted mansion. And the door is opened by, like, a guy with a bloody head bandage and, like, a hunchback. (laughs) Who we never see again. Yeah, we never see that guy again. I assumed he was the anesthesiologist or something, maybe. But uh, we we never see him again.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I I do like what it says about aging. And, of course, this taps into something which I think is just satisfying to watch as an audience no matter what. Which is we like sort of this idea that one can't have it all. Like, it's fun to see someone who has all like all of the benefits and privilege in the world fritter that away on something else that they think is important and and have to trade like it's a swap Mm -hmm. kind of situation i think people do like that that's like a satisfying story to to watch happen and i think it also calls into question like what is he really trying to solve with all of this i thought about Mm -hmm. that a lot when we were looking at Before he gets into the mad science ring, he just goes to like a regular plastic surgeon and Mm -hmm. he's sitting looking at he's sitting talking to those women in the like the older women Mm -hmm. in the
0: um, waiting room. Five years younger. yeah. Yeah.
1: Five to ten years. And then they say, wouldn't that solve all of our problems? And they're like women in furs, clearly rich. And you're like, really? I mean, like, I think I think that it has some subtle, interesting things about like what we will do, what we will do in the pursuit of youth. And, and the, the ramifications it can have.
0: Okay, but let's talk for a second. So, obviously, we, we are explicitly told that the facial work is only exterior. There's no brain swapping or anything mm-hmm. happening. And we see that he gets functional muscles. And we later find out that, that he actually has a, a genital transplant with a functional penis. Um, you know, he now has Hans's penis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, His fine, schufer yes. Right. So, how much internal work has been done? Functionally, like it's like Theseus's ship a little bit. Like how
1: how old is his like physically? His lungs how and old his is hearts? Carlton now? Right, yeah.
0: right. So that, does he have his old, Does he have like an old you know old man heart and terrible wheezy lungs and stuff? I mean, he can like walk without a cane all of a sudden. So well, I'll
1: like, tell you one thing: he definitely has his vocal cords.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. I'm just wondering because I mean, if if base if and we have no reason to really believe this, but we have no reason to not not believe this. If like. In fact, he's you know made himself in some like Frankenstein way functionally younger. He might live another like you know 20, 30 years or whatever longer than he would normally, and that might be worth a life's fortune, right? Like that, yeah, is that might crazy. be worth,
1: Especially since his life fortune is sixty six million dollars.
0: Yes, true, it's true. Yes, that that's it. Seems six million dollars is a lot of money, but that does seem a little bit thin. That like a man who has a has a Rolls and a butler. <laughs> And like it does
1: it does and, and, and and a
0: house that looks like looks like the inside of a, you know, like a like a like a gentleman's club. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's very it's very like mahogany. I know it's 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 sort of like a little kid number almost. You yeah, wonder it, if they pulled it one straight million from,
0: dollars blank check.
1: Yeah. You wonder if they pulled it straight from the 1950s comedy without or the comic books without updating it for inflation.
0: It always, it's always funny when movies do this. I feel like they, there are easy ways they could have gotten around putting an act, exact figure on it. And you'd be like, yeah, okay, it's like impossibly expensive because this is crazy, mad science medicine.
1: Yeah, you'd have to use general terms. You're like twice as much as before, three times right. as much as before.
0: But this is four times as much as it was. But, you know, yeah. Yeah,
1: although maybe that maybe we just proved that that would in fact be like kind of weird NAMP. And, like, like, and then we'd be like, just give it a de- give it
0: a price. But um, maybe you you don't have to show him like dickering with the surgeon though. You could have like, um, but then you di- would miss
1: out on all that hilarious jokes about it's a it's a mill a limb <laughs> and he's like he only has two legs and the guy's and it's like, only
0: two limbs. He's like, what about the most important limb? <laughs> yeah,
1: app- apparently uh, Hans is uh, a tripod. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I did like the line where uh, the doctor where he's complaining about the price of it. And the doctor says, well, maybe next time you'll know better than growing old.
0: Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, no, the doctor, I think I I love that. The doctor is great in a sort of like non-specifically Eastern European kind of. I wonder, since since this is the first time he's been able to do this procedure, does he do like less crazy stuff like on the side or how does he afford the nice house and the the Frankenstein dungeon and stuff?
1: Maybe he does like vaginal rejuvenation and also like liposuction for
0: dogs. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure. That's what I mean. Like, is there like a brightly lit, weird, plasticky clinic with a fountain upstairs too?
1: Speaking of like swans in and
0: out, and like explains how his laser works to the clients.
1: Speaking of, uh... he straightens,
0: straightens Jax Taylor's nose in his spare time. Yeah,
1: he he uh, he refills a, a Jiggy Vanderpump with life juice yeah. every couple of years. Keeps him yeah. moist. Um yeah. Yeah, speaking of liposuction for dogs, I do going back to your point about like how functional is this. I think the idea is that it's entirely cosmetic. That's the point. That's plastic surgery, right?
0: Right, it, but 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 also like the muscles work because like how else would they, fine. right? Because like, yeah, otherwise I, fine that would be
1: that would be nightmarish to witness, and I'm sure they didn't have the stuff for it.
0: I'm just saying that like functionally, he gave the guy like like what what would appear to be like a external muscle and body transplant. We don't hear anything about like anti rejection drugs or anything. So this, I mean, this again, it's like. <laughs> This is like, um, dig that cat where you're like, oh, you just invented something that would, like, upend the practice of medicine? Yeah, we better just keep that a secret and, like, only do it on the sly for cash.
1: Well, he does think he's eventually going to be able to go legit. He just needs to have, like, a test case.
0: Right. Hmm. So does that? So see, he, did he make uh, you think he made uh, Carlton uh, sign sign away like his rights? Not his rights, but like sign away stuff. So he has to like participate in clinical trials and stuff, so he can write up the case for for the New England Journal of Medicine or something.
1: I think at least uh, Carlton is duty bound to attend any talk show that this doctor wants to go on with him, because <laughs> it is because it is Tales from the Crypt.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it'd be like any state fair that this doctor chooses to appear. <laughs> look, he's head. like,
1: he's like, look, I'm going to definitely, definitely be doing a lot of carny work.
0: <laughs> roll so, up, roll up and see the handsome young man with a big penis and an old man's voice.
1: <laughs> We're going to be touring what can only be described as the vaudevillian circuit. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, this you pointed out that this is sort of a a, a further mutation on potentially a gold digging story yeah, this, because this Linda, is more gold
0: digging because
1: Linda does in fact only care about money. Yeah, it's it's a weird twist though. I don't I don't feel like they really judge her for it.
0: No, and in fact, and in fact, like Carlton is an idiot for not just like being happy with what he had, which was being an old millionaire.
1: (laughs) Well, to be fair,
0: (laughs) I do kind of agree with that. I mean, I I I, I, I do. I I would submit, though, that the same way that I'm sure to like Hollywood producers like, um, you know, uh, gold diggers seem like a big deal. Kind of like I'm sure if you're like an Instagram celebrity now, fake friends are a big problem. Or if you're a SoundCloud rapper, the haters are the worst thing, you know, that sort of thing. I do wonder if you're a Hollywood star, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that comes out of Hollywood that sort of is like or like critiques of plastic surgery and everything. If you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're a bodybuilder and it's all about sweat and work, is the idea that, like, you're going to use your money to, like, get a shortcut and get big muscles, you know, like in this case, literally, uh, does that maybe resonate more with him and people for whom, you know, your body, your youth is your livelihood? Um, more so than it may with you know you or I Joe Blow Joe Public
1: yeah I I mean I'm sure but I'm sure that also Arnold Schwarzenegger took you know like um, took uh, steroids and things like that like well, you know sure, he's sure, not sure. he's not above this but no I, do, I I think that I think that ultimately we are we are invited we are invited to not judge what Linda wants to do because she's very open about it right and it, it, she she keeps saying. I noticed this only on the third viewing when he comes out and he has like the little skinny legs and she's like, oh, yeah. you got like weird legs compared to the rest of your body. And then she says, and it is quite misleading because you think it's entirely about our legs. I know what I want and you just don't have it, mm-hmm. which I think what she means by that is give me some money. No,
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just saying, though, that like <laughs> and it works, you know, right for the purposes of the episode and everything. But like. I mean, Carlton is, like, being like, what do you want? And she's like, you should be or, – or at least she is – she isn't explicitly saying, look, the problem is that you tell me you're broke despite the fact that you're having massive plastic surgery.
1: Plastic surgery.
0: Um, I mean, no, I – and right, and it works for the purposes of the show and everything. It just seems a little bit kludgy it seems a little bit clumsy that we see her, like, explicitly turning him down instead of it being, like, all in his head or he becomes obsessed and is like, the reason she won't love him is because I'm too young. I'm not young, Fulton. You know, something like that. It just yeah. – it, 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 like, opens the possibility. Is she, like, the bad guy? It's also weird that she wants to get with a guy who looks exactly the way he did and, in fact, has the same butler. What's that like for Fulton, too? <laughs>
1: well, to be fair, she didn't know – That he had a butler because she didn't know he was rich.
0: Right? No, no. I mean, what's that like? So it's weirder when 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 Fulton like goes and is like, "So Hans, uh, I see that you have my master's old body and also all of his money. Would you like to hire me now? I could. I know. I know everything about taking care of this this man who looks
1: seems seems chipper as the day is long. He does not seem at all upset about his life choices.
0: No, even Um, the fact that did you notice that? Okay, so he. When he drops Carlton off at the at the at the Frankenfurter castle, he uh, he uh, Carlton says something like, no, you can stay. You can w- just drop out. Just walk me to the door and you can and you can go. And he doesn't mean go like like leave. He means like, go back to the car and he has surgery and it takes all night. And then, and then Carlton is there, like at, with the car to like let him back in the car.
1: Yeah, eating a sandwich and listening to a baseball game. Yeah, yeah so definitely,
0: definitely he had to nap in the car during a like massive thunderstorm, a a Frank a Doctor Frankenstein esque uh, downpour. Just waiting around.
1: Well, I mean, that's just the kind of that's the kind of butler he is.
0: Does this mean though that if like Carlton had died under the knife? And they had to like you know take his body and feed it to like pigs or something that you know that you know that that mad scientist has on his property. Please,
1: crocodiles uh, that are in the dungeon.
0: Oh yeah, maybe maybe that too. Yeah, a tank full of piran- of undead piranhas or something. Yep, yep. That 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 would Carlton still be like waiting outside the house like, oh the master will be out soon enough.
1: <laughs> are you asking me if he's like a faithful cartoon dog that's meant to? <laughs> pluck at the heartstrings of uh of military professionals yeah Yeah, six and a
0: half months later there's Carlton with like a with like a long like you know castaway beard (laughs) shabby tux talking
1: talking talking to a driver's hat talking to a fetid sandwich (laughs) right right (laughs) cheese sandwich you're the you're my only friend chim chim (laughs) charoo um you did point out that – so you pointed out that this is like potentially not as horrific as a lot of the – a lot of Tales from the Crypt stories are. Mm-hmm. Um, I did kind of like the subversion of expectations that it it puts on you from this sort of gold digger slant we have mm-hmm. of love conquering all. So definitely definitely, Carlton says outright that he's choosing love over money, right? Mm-hmm. He's choosing – to, to become this thing that this woman could love, and he's going to use all his money to do it. He even says about uh, Hans, he's getting my, I get his face, and he gets my money. Like, he understands this, this the, trade.
0: The deal, yeah.
1: Yeah. In fact, he understands it so much so that you're like, boy, do you know how this is going to end? Seems yeah. like you do. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like, kind of like the rushing up, and then it's sort of, the story points out that, of course, that doesn't hold water in this world. This is the '90s, baby. Capitalism, baby. Yeah,
0: it, it, yeah. It is kind of funny in that, like the the, the 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 wrong course he goes on here is usually the right course in tales from the crypt story.
1: Right. Although I think that what they're judging him on is in this world, like you in a can't world. You can't just buy another person's body, even if they don't die, and expect nothing bad to happen to you. You're subverting the natural order, which I think is, like, the core tenant of Tales from the Crypt.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Like, Tales from the Crypt, like, functions on, like, the golden rule, not so much, like, Star Trek being, like, parliamentary procedures. <laughs> like, t- Tales from the Crypt cares very little about the laws of man. It's the laws of nature.
0: Yes, sort of like a conservative utopian view. Like, stay in your lane. Put your head down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work hard. Brush your teeth. Wash your ears. Don't buy buy other people's bodies and not expect weird stuff to happen to you.
0: Vote for Eisenhower. That's right. That's right. Give me some money.
1: money. I loved... I didn't know that I wanted this, but I certainly did. I loved the mix of classic gothic horror of like a frankenstein tale with late 80s uh beach bodybuilder culture mixed in with it
0: yeah i thought i, I the the surgery scenes are really good um despite the fact that again there is no anesthesiologist and uh they he seems to put on ecmo or something during it like a cardiac there's bypass. a lot
1: of tubes a lot of red yeah, tubes, lots of tubes
0: with blood lots of like upsetting looking surgical saws with blood on them uh yeah it it, it it looks really good and then the there's a scene there's a muscle beach scene where he uh where carlton is using his new upper body and uh he does do a clean and press which does use your leg muscles you'd think arnie would notice that as the director but you know um i think the uh the music for this episode all is it, it feels really like like soap opera stings kind of like i feel like i'm watching um. It Days basically, of our lives, or something kind of, or
1: like, or like passions,
0: yes, or dark
1: yes. shadows. The, the beginning, especially where you're like panning around a dark, old fashioned mahogany room, yeah.
0: With it, it opens on his pill bottles too, and like a this big like cut crystal decanter with his pill water in it. His pill water? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like water for take. I don't know oh don't drink that that's my pill water <laughs> that's pill water spit it out now <laughs> or maybe it's like kids these days or you know you know, um teens these days are using pill water <laughs> that's smart water with pills in it more than 11
1: <laughs> kids these days are using pill water that's because they don't want to swallow tylenol raw
0: um. <laughs> with um also i like it when carlton um the, when carlton's at the conventional plastic surgeon's office and he's like looking at the things that are the like plastic surgery like the like before and after books which to me must be like when you <laughs> go get your hair done <laughs> when you go get a haircut you're supposed to, you're supposed to like look through and be like i want this one you know but he keeps saying so young so young and then when he um uh when he's talking to the plastic surgeon he talks like he's a petulant 19th century child i want to look still younger than that It's true. And it's like, (laughs) That that chant satisfy me. No, Papa. I want
1: all of the licorice. He basically, what what's actually funny is Carlton is, like, the ultimate consumer in that he already knows what he wants, but doesn't know that it exists yet. Like, he's like, I want a wholly new face! As if he knew that this, like, mad scientist could do that exact thing for him. And the guy's like, all right, all right. He already knows that, like, an eye lift and vitamin shots aren't going to do it for him.
0: Yeah, yes. And he, when he goes to see the mad scientist, he seems very nonplussed to be like, on a horror movie set like he's sitting out at this guy's like upsetting desk that has a human skull on it by a tank of decapitated anguished heads and he's just kind of and he's like totally willing to be like a million bucks are you crazy yeah
1: he's he's, he's fully come in ready to like barter the deal
0: but it just seems very like you know like the same way that i don't know let's say we like fight about the price of like cleaning out your gutters or something
1: yeah. I do I do sort of like I think it's I think that that actually is sort of believable to me mostly because of the first scene. I think maybe the first scene between him and Fulton is the creepiest part of this entire thing cuz you're, like, you're like, like I'm in love Fulton. Uh-hoo. Are these people? Yeah. But he introduces the concept of, like, playing God, which I think is, like, what they're kind of getting around to with this idea of plastic surgery. In that first opening monologue, when he opens the windows and he's like, And God said let there be light and butterflies and whales. And he's, like, going on this, like, (laughs) huge tirade. And you can tell that he, in fact, thinks himself to be God for making himself younger again.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I think I think the, so. I do think you're think th- giving it too much credit, too much do credit.
1: Do you think do you think the do you think the creepy uh sausage eating doctor thinks that he's God? I don't.
0: No. No, he seems to be a very he seems to in fact be a committed and ethical clinician.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's like seems very pragmatic. I do really appreciate his excellent creepy sausage eating while discussing the the most important third limb.
0: I like it. I like that uh Carlton describes Linda as
1: cultured
0: sophisticated
1: and best of all young (laughs) you're really good at doing his voice it's creepy um i like that this is a plastic surgery episode and it is about men um experiencing the beauty uh expectations that are normally placed on women
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i think that was cool Uh, that's something that like I guess throughout this, I kind of kept looking for why does Arnold why is Arnold Schwarzenegger important to this story? Mm-hmm. And those that that that's one of them. I think. Uh-huh. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger potentially is one of the like is a person who has beauty standards that are similar to women for mm-hmm. being a bodybuilder.
0: Yeah, or in its own specific way, it's like judged on a physical dimension and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I. Uh... I mean, like, I think the weird, the weird unnecessary action scene where he gets mugged, like, in the last five minutes of the episode and he has to, like, throw that guy is probably Arnold being like, there needs to be action. I can't do it Why, why like, right?
1: doesn't he throw the guy?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let like, him what, throw that I man. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs him with one hand and just tosses him in the air. Yeah.
1: They're like, those people were just trying to, were just trying to feed their meter, Arnold. I throw him. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was a man in a wheelchair calmly, calmly going down the sidewalk. I threw him.
0: I can't tell if we're a little bit too young to actually, too young to do this episode, or if we just have excellent taste, but we have made no Hans and Franz jokes yet.
1: Hans and Franz jokes?
0: Yeah, like from Saturday Night Live. Oh my God, I really am old. I don't, so know old. Ta- I don't
1: know what you're talking about.
0: Do you not know? Like the, we're going to pump you up, Hans and Franz?
1: Oh, maybe. Is this a Dana Carvey thing?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't care for him.
0: Shots fired. Shots fired.
1: I'm not a... I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm not a Generation X dad wearing uh, strangely wide pants. So <laughs> I don't really uh, care for Dana Carvey.
0: <laughs> did you... Um, Mary, did you enjoy that... Uh, you could tell, though, this was, this was a Tales from the Crypt episode, or at least this was on HBO... Because we got a little bit of nudity there, some, and it was and it was man nudity. Did you enjoy the? Buns? We got to
1: see some buns,
0: and some like clever mirror work. So we didn't, you know, get to see the the the, the
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The the limb he paid so much for.
1: Well, huh. you got to leave something something to mystery. But I I think I liked this overall. This was a good yeah. episode. I mean, like I don't think it's like a great episode, but I did I do appreciate th- an episode. Made by Arnold Schwarzenegger, a man who no longer, who no doubt has like ruined his body in the pursuit of excellence, mm-hmm. um, making a move, uh, making a a, sh- a horror short about how icky it is to fetishize youth. That's kind of cool. That's
0: yeah. a cool story. I I agree with that idea. I would quibble. Do you think this was a horror show? A horror story?
1: I think it's like a cruel twist of fate. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I think it's horrifying and there think, are elements of horror, I think
0: but it was like the most boring episode of Red Shoe Diaries I've ever
1: seen. <laughs> like a weirdly <laughs> creepy episode of Red Shoe Diaries um,
0: with a lot less softcore female sexuality.
1: I don't think it fully delivers on the promise that it could have. But yeah. I think that, like, I think, like, if Jordan, like, I think that this. If Jordan Peele wanted to remake this, it could be awesome. The idea of plastic surgery mixed with, like, capitalist fetish- fetishization of youth as a commodity is an interesting and good idea.
0: Yes, yes. I, I, I would agree with that, although also I would just argue that, like, isn't, isn't like, cosmetic surgery, like, literally just that? What do you mean? Oh, that, that like, elective cosmetic surgery or elective plastic surgery really is the literal commodification of like physical beauty and 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 at least perceived youth
1: oh no of course but mixing that with mad science mixing that with a perversion of nature and mm-hmm. people playing God and trying to do like uh repo the genetic opera is also kind of tiptoeing around this place but kind of falls short
0: yeah you know I, yes yeah yeah I, I I think that I think that um for somebody like uh like jordan peele or um
1: uh, jordan peele's not gonna do this because it's not political enough yeah but yeah. i'm saying like like somebody who has fresh interesting someone ideas someone cool about and horror.
0: woke needs to attack yeah, yeah i understand I no understand.
1: like someone who has fresh modern ideas about what a horror movie should be i,
0: I could I make something you. cool i, I think i think this would need a little bit of hot, some 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 fixes to maybe, uh, maybe maybe it's the thing where um here we'll just you couldn't
1: did. make this exact story it's too low stakes and small
0: Yeah, a peek behind the curtain. Um, You know this, Mary, because you talked to me about the episodes. Usually, I either watch an episode and don't like it and then watch it a couple more times and then I do like it, or I'll watch an episode and I do like it and then I watch it a couple more times and I don't like it.
1: Which one does this fall into? This
0: episode is a third category where I watched it and I didn't really like it, and then I watched it some more (laughs) and I still don't like it. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) um... But... But, <laughs> but I do think there, I, I do think this is w- when the creepiest
1: some- question, why does Thomas even want to do this podcast? <laughs> it seems like all roads lead to him having no fun at all watching <laughs> the episode. No, no,
0: no, no. Hey, hey, me not liking it doesn't mean I'm not having a good time. No, I think That's that, true. I think there could be some fixes. I think this could be made more horrific um, through like, you know, stuff where he, where, 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 where the last scene is him waking up, w- waking up in the basement having been chloroformed and it's clear that they're going to use him for spare parts, you know, so something like that, or, um, you make him a little bit eviler. So then his, his downfall makes more, if, if, if he's, you know, stealing the pieces off of people and killing them or, you know, something like that. Or he tries to, in some way, like screw Hans and, you know, so that then you don't feel so, you don't feel sorry for him when something bad happens, or at least if you make it so it's more clear that his motivation is internal and possibly, um, his pursuit of Linda is illusory in some way. Like, you know, it's it's all in his head. Like, I, I love your read um, that, you know, what she's trying to tell he, – he is projecting his desires onto her and is not hearing what she says. Um, I, I think – I uh, think that the episode I, I, I th- I doesn't want to risk – yeah, the, you're episode doing a better the episode does not want to than the script is doing there. The episode
1: does not want to risk that we might figure out what's going to happen, which I think is actually <laughs> the main downfall of a lot of tales of the crypt. Because I'm like, <laughs> everybody knows where this is going. Like, that's not the joy, the well, twist. You're not M Night Shyamalan. This is the twist is not the joy of why we're watching.
0: this. Well, and and, and even then, this 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 gets into like 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 we'll get into the weeds here, but it's also kind of like, do you know how stories work? Like, you got to set stuff up and have payoff. It's why. Whenever somebody tells you um, that the best thing about a particular form of media is that, you know, anybody could die at any moment. It doesn't even mean anything. You're like, I mean, that, okay, number one, in Game of Thrones, that's not actually true. And number two, um, you know, that's not narratively satisfying either. Like if the whole point is just like some sort of like nihilistic mess where just characters are killed left and right, that doesn't, that doesn't like build a story that's at all compelling or interesting.
1: Yeah, I I do like that you're biting on my classic criticism of uh of, yeah. of Game of Thrones, which I thought you were completely unimpressed by until just now. So it's good to know that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I still Residence. from the best.
0: Still from the best. No, but just but you know what I mean. That like, it, you want to just be like, you know how stories work. I mean, it's the same way like ha- you know half the movies you see with a twist, and you're like, yeah, or or movies where there's a murderer, and you're like, well, there are about five characters in this movie, so. Yeah. Which one? Why, which one is secretly the murderer?
1: It's why stories that have the murder just being someone random that you couldn't possibly have figured out, or the story has actually lied to you expressly so you couldn't figure them out, are not as good.
0: Right, right, right. You want to be
1: you want to be tricked, but have it be within your grasp.
0: Right. Yeah. Or or, or you find you're, you're like it's like like the movie Zodiac or something where you have to like sort of just accept that there might not be an answer or the answer is not, the, the answer is not the point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's rate this puppy.
0: All right. You want to go first, Mary?
1: Sure. Um, Hit him so with I the thought, good news. So I liked, I thought that this episode uh, had interesting points. I think that the performances across the board were pretty good. Great. Um, I think everyone's given it. their all, I think the story could be made better. So i'm gonna give this I think it's a totally average episode. I am like satisfied having watched it. It's not my favorite though so I'm giving this two point five out of five Butler car sandwiches
0: <laughs> i uh I, I come in a little bit a little bit lower than you. um I thought the performances were fine i uh I think the um I am much more interested in what you have to say about the themes of the episode than I am. And actually what the episode has to say about itself. Um, I give it, I give it about a point for all the great mad science set dressing. And I give it another half point for, as uh, for the amazing, (laughs) the amazing voice work. So I come in at one and a half most important limbs.
1: Oh, half a penis. What's, what's to be done with that?
0: (laughs) It's uh, it's, but it's also like cut coronally, right? Like straight down the middle.
1: Oh, you think so? It's mm-hmm. not just like where the trunk meets the dirt.
0: No, 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 no. Because it's just cut off. Then it's like a half. Yeah.
1: Half, half a penis. There's something about <laughs> half a penis that feels very Canadian to me. Oh, we're gonna go see a. We're gonna go see a skin flick. We're gonna go see a whole half a penis.
0: <laughs> off penis. Oh, yeah. penis. Oh wow.
1: Oh wow. I've heard. I've heard that this movie gets a little racy. It's got half a penis in it. <laughs> half a penis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's going to happen. A week after this episode comes out, I'm going to get a phone call from our mother. going to be like, I was really enjoying that episode, except for that part at the end where you said penis like 10 times in you know, about you 90 seconds.
1: Like, how would you show half a penis? Like, <laughs> certainly, certainly one could just pull your trousers down a little bit. But I like to pretend, because I'm thinking about this. I'm like, would half a penis, seeing half a penis, is that like going to like... A strip club, but they have uh, pasties on, so you don't see, like, the whole yeah, thing, you, but you, you see you most of You've got, like, a red it.
0: clown nose on the tip. Yeah. Probably, that's probably the rudest part, I right? was what's, gonna suggest... What's the I, rudest part of a penis? But but
1: tip, that's, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but that's, like, but that might fly off, and also that's highly comedic. I would recommend <laughs> maybe a smaller-sized, like, dice bag with a drawstring, <laughs> just yeah. winched around it at the midway
0: point. <laughs> Sounds... <laughs> Sounds remarkably unappealing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm being a problem solver. Who? Yeah. How many of us have a have a red clown nose about our house? Probably not very many. How about have a little dice bag, such as I described? Jewelry sometimes jewelry sometimes comes in these 2 <laughs> I'm sure most people have like a little depends velveteen on, bag.
0: Depends on how big a bag you need.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to participate in some grade A Canadian neuroticism, (laughs) I would recommend you visit a local gaming store and pick up a dice bag. The, uh... A dice bag for your snake eye. (laughs) 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 That was like, that was a completely spontaneous Tales from the Cryptian joke. Crypt creeper (laughs) joke. Crypt keeper joke.
0: Well, Mary, I don't know about half penises, but I do know that next time we follow the spine tangling tale of two card sharks. Hey, now learned- that card sharks? But they have dice bags. <laughs> who learned the thrill of playing for the most permanent stakes in episode three of season two, cutting cards. Whoa
1: whoa whoa. I think for you-
0: mine medium rare <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> What? Stakes, stakes. Oh. Permanent steaks. is a permanent steak a steak that's still living is it a cow steak
0: <laughs> it's permanent it's like a, steak no it's like a norse myth it's like some steak that you know no matter how much you eat there will always be more steak
1: oh no you, you know what permanent steak is beef jerky <laughs>
0: Permanent steak. That's what permanent that also steak. So, is. That also sounds like a weird, like fake Canadianism. So, gonna oh. see half a penis, eat some permanent steak. that's <laughs> some permanent What's steak that? in my pocket. Almost thought it was my half penis. I'm,
1: uh, I'm planning a planning a homosexual uh, bachelorette party. <laughs> bachelor party. Let me do that again. I'm planning a homosexual. <laughs> I'm planning it. A... <coughs> All right, calm down. I'm planning a homosexual bachelor party. We're gonna see half a penis and have some permanent steak. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, as always if you would like to um, continue to fur- furnish us in dice bags and permanent steak <laughs> you can You can. we'd love it if you would follow the our Amazon affiliated link in our show description to purchase your very own box set of Tales from the Crypt or anything else from the Amazon store and the most important thing is that you use our link to get there and we will get s- some very small portion of the profit
0: you know, who um, else gets a very small portion of the profit and loves some permanent steak? John Kassir, patron saint of the show.
1: I bet John Kassir likes all kinds of permanent steaks, like, yeah, like salmon, like flavors, permanent like teriyaki steaks.
0: and ostrich permanent uh, steak.
1: It's oh like going man. to that jerky
0: store in uh,
1: Gatlinburg. Yeah, uh,
0: Gatlinburg. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Get some, get some uh, exotic permanent meats.
0: <laughs> permanent steak. <laughs> permanent steak. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Crypt Creepers. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the podcatching platform of your choice to subscribe, rate, and review us. Be sure to visit OutrageousMechanisms.com slash Crypt-Creepers to see our show notes and find other excellent podcasts.
1: And till next time, kitties, dry your eyes. Try not to miss us too much. After all, you can always dig into our backlog for comfort. And even more importantly, you will always know... In the darkness and the cold nights, that we'll be back.
0: (laughs) Killing Dracula with a permanent stake.
1: Courageous.